0: I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder, in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA, business strategist, and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less, If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode seven. I have actually heard that most podcasters don't make it past the seventh episode, so this is pretty exciting that I made it to number seven. And also, you may have noticed that the podcast has a new name, and this is the first time I'm releasing an episode under the name The Business Minimalist Podcast. So the first thing I kind of wanted to do today is give you a little background into why I changed the name of the podcast. And do I wish I would have figured out the name seven episodes ago and not had to record the intro and outro? (laughs) Absolutely yes, but I'm very excited to have this new name, and I'm so excited to have a name that just brings together the vision that I have for this podcast. So I'm going to quickly share with you my definition of a business minimalist before we dive in today's episode because I think that there might be some misconceptions about what business minimalism is or isn't. So I want to start off by sharing what my view of a business minimalist is. So the first thing is that a business minimalist knows what's important and what's not. And this is true inside and outside their business. A business minimalist knows the activities that actually lead to growth or to scaling or to improvement or towards their goals in their business. And they know which actions are just busy work. And they know how to prioritize their business in terms of the grand scope of their life. Second thing, they are organized in their approach to growing their business. They know what those essential activities are and they organize their time and their schedule and their staff in a way that helps them to focus on those few activities that really matter. They don't let busy work get in the way of things that matter most in business and life. I think this concept is very similar to lifestyle entrepreneurship. So a business minimalist shapes their business around their lifestyle instead of shaping their lifestyle around their business. They run their business. Their business does not run them. Business minimalists work smarter, not harder. They decide that focusing on less but better is the direction that they're headed. So less but better goals, less but better target markets, less but better services, projects, tasks, all of it. And they recognize that there's time to do everything they want to do in business, but that they don't have to do everything at the same time. And I'm hoping some of this resonates with you, especially if you are a service-based entrepreneur who's in one of those seasons of busyness and chaos. I am so excited to continue exploring this idea of business minimalism. I mean, it kind of was my direction of the podcast anyway, but now that I have a name for it, I think the direction that I'm heading with the podcast has become much more clear. And so I will be diving into things like research behind setting goals and why less is more, research behind specializing or niching your services and why less is more, and research around branding and why simpler brands are easier to sell and to scale. So super excited for all the ideas that this uh, new podcast name has brought up. And honestly, super excited to nerd out about minimalism in business because I feel like it's becoming a more trendy topic and so glad that the name isn't already taken (laughs) as a podcast or as a trademark, honestly. So I have been searching in this season of Clarity for what feels like forever, when in all honesty, it's been less than a year, but you know, it seems like a lot longer when you're living in it. And I feel like this past month, especially, but the past three months in 2022 have been transformational in terms of the clarity that I've gotten in the direction of my business. So today's episode is actually about my first 10k month, which was the beginning moment that kind of stimulated all of this thought and consideration of what's next in my business and why I needed to pivot sooner rather than later. And honestly, I'm really excited to share this story with you, but I'm also kind of scared because talking about numbers, especially on a podcast that lives forever, seems really vulnerable. And although I'm super proud of reaching my first 10k month last year, I think there's also this feeling of like shame around it and why didn't I reach it sooner or why did I have to pivot as soon as I got there? I should have been working towards something that was more sustainable. And, you know, it's wrapped up with a lot of feelings. So thank you for being here and listening. If you find today's episode helpful at all, I would super appreciate it if you reached out to me to tell you because I went back and forth so many times on whether or not I should talk about this on the podcast, and. I hope, I really hope that this is valuable or something in here resonates with you because I'm very much sharing my story on this podcast as it unfolds and I'm looking back with a little bit of clarity, but the story still isn't wrapped up with a neat little bow yet, but there's lots of takeaways that I had from my first 10k month and I want to share this story with you in case you are headed towards or in a similar season. Okay, I'm going to start by just diving into the numbers a little bit and what this actually looked like. So, I started my photography business in I say the end of 2019 because that's when I picked up my camera and actually learned how to do photography for real. But really, I would say that I didn't seriously start my photography business in terms of like taking clients on a regular basis until halfway through 2020 because I had to learn photography. I was like doing photography for free. There was the pandemic first half of 2020 that made things extra hard in terms of starting an in-person service-based business. And then fall 2020 is when I decided, okay, brand photography is going to be my thing. And my first 10K month was August 2021. So about a year after I started taking my business seriously and committing to imperfect action instead of trying to figure everything out before I started. So that's where it was in terms of the age of my business, in terms of the numbers. So August, 2020, August, 2021 was my first 10K month. And in that month, I was finishing up my last month of coaching, like Voxer coaching for another service-based business owner. I had two full branding photo shoots that were for teams, which are larger bringing photo shoots, much more work and additional costs rather than just for an individual person. And I still had weddings at that time. So I had one wedding in the month of August too. But what made it a 10K month is also down payments or final payments for services that were happening in September. And September was insane. So in August I had those four projects and I was like, yes, this is awesome. Like 10k months. This is great. It's totally doable. And then in September I had all of the projects that had payments in August and I started realizing that this was going to be unsustainable. So in September I had two weddings and one weekend, my last two weddings ever. Granted, and they both went really well, but it was two weddings in one weekend, which is kind of draining. The next week, I had another full group branding photo shoot and a day of mini sessions where I had eight mini sessions, so it was a really long day. I also had a product photo shoot, and I was working on launching the Organize Your Business template, so that's what was going on that month. And to give some context, I am a very introverted person, and so when it came to photography, I love photography still, but when it came to photography, it took a lot of my energy to show up in person and be the energetic, outgoing, directional force that is needed to create good photos. Because as a photographer, you have to show up and give the energy to your clients in order to get that energy back from them. And especially with the types of photos that I love creating and the types of photos that my branding clients needed, it took a lot of energy for me to show up in that capacity. And giving that energy that frequently and not having any time on my calendar to kind of recoup from that energy depletion was really draining. So honestly, by the end of September, I was feeling entirely discouraged and really bummed out, honestly, because I was looking back at that 10K month and thinking I never, ever want to do that again. This is completely unsustainable. And there's a few things that probably could have been tweaked. I could have been charging slightly higher prices. I could have been spacing out my projects a little bit more, but I honestly feel to a large extent my prices were pretty fair and I didn't have a ton of room to raise them at the time. And the the sessions were scheduled when the venues were available, and so and you can't move weddings obviously. So to a large extent, I don't know that there's anything that I could have tweaked from a strategic standpoint in order to make that better. And also, I had really good processes in place. I was also outsourcing my editing because I simply didn't have time to do it all. So I probably outsourced half of those projects that I just mentioned to get editing done because I simply didn't have time to turn them around within four weeks with that many projects. That was 16 projects in two months. With three weddings which is a lot of photos and the group photo shoots three of those also a lot of photos and for many sessions even i deliver larger galleries and let them pick the 20 that they want and like upsell the full gallery so it was a ton of photos to edit and i outsourced some and i had really great processes in place i had my editing workflow streamlined i had my file management system streamlined my email templates you know, everything's in place because I'm the organized person, but it still was super overwhelming. And to give more context, I had kind of felt that way about photography from the very beginning. And if you are a creative entrepreneur, especially a photographer, you'll know that there's always some level of anxiety, especially when you're first starting out and wanting to do the very best that you can do, but also not having any control over clients or lighting or, you know, there's so many factors that go into it. And so I think it's really normal when you're starting out in photography to feel nervous and to feel anxious leading up to sessions, even if afterwards you feel really excited and overall you enjoy the process and the clients and the work. When you don't know what you're doing or when you're starting something for the first time, I think it's really natural to feel those emotions. But the problem was that I had been doing brand photography for a year at this point, and had done so many sessions. I think by the end of 2021, I think I'd done like 60 or 70 braining sessions at that point. So it wasn't that I didn't know what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was doing. I had a plan. I had a very detailed chat list for every braining session that I showed up to. There's nothing more that I could have done to be prepared for these sessions, but I still felt burnt out and I still felt overly anxious to an extent that I knew was unhealthy looking back and even looking at some of my journal entries from the time, like how much I was dreading some of these photo shoots that I ended up loving the day of and afterwards was super happy with how they turned out and honestly have never had a terrible experience at a brain in photo shoot. So it's not like there is PTSD or like I was scared some situation was going to happen again that had happened in the past. There was nothing that I could think of to fix how I was feeling or to like troubleshoot how I can make this sustainable in my business. And I think that I knew for a long time that photography wasn't the best fit for my strengths, but I did not pivot away from photography for a long time for a few reasons. And I kind of want to talk through those reasons in case you're feeling the same thing in your business where you know that you're not totally enjoying what you're doing. Maybe you're good at it but it doesn't fulfill you and it's not something that you're passionate about, but it's making good money. I was in that exact same spot and there's a few things that kept me from pivoting sooner than I did. And I wanted to kind of share those with you too. So the first thing I want to mention is sunk cost mentality, which is really common for business owners to struggle with. And even though I knew what it was and I even talked about it with my husband and with my coach and other people, I was still feeling it and I couldn't get out of it. And sunk cost mentality is basically making decisions based on costs that happened in the past that you can't change. So I was thinking I have all of this photography equipment. I've spent two years of my life learning how to do photography, how to do lighting, how to do posing, how to do composition, how to do editing, how to do the process. I have the prep guide, you know, all of these things that I spent so much time and energy building, how can I just quit because I've invested so much into it already? But sunk cost mentality doesn't make sense because in the future, you can't base your future decisions off of costs that happened in the past. Because no matter what I do in the future, I already spent that time. I already spent that money. I already spent that energy. And there's no way that I can get it back. So in the future, I get to decide what I do with my future time Energy and investment. And that's a really hard one to overcome because I still liked photography, right? I really enjoyed the clients that I worked with. I enjoyed delivering these beautiful galleries. I enjoyed editing beautiful photos. Like, there's so many things about it that I still love. But at the same time, I know that it's not the best use of my future time, energy, and investment. So that was the first thing that I was struggling with. The second thing I knew that i wanted to do more business coaching i had at that time been getting more requests to do business strategy brand strategy one-on-one coaching and i felt very much pulled in two different directions or like a thousand directions (laughs) because i was doing a lot of different projects and a lot of them for the first time so I wasn't really focused on any one thing. I wasn't able to create repeatable processes yet for those new services that I was offering. Everything was like starting at ground zero, which as an Enneagram one and somebody who lives in order and structure, not a healthy uh, lifestyle for me to be building the majority of my life on. I was spending a lot of my time trying to figure out how to do things. For the first time. And that's hard for anybody to do, but especially someone like me who loves order and structure and workflows and trusted processes. It was a lot in a time when I was feeling the energy depletion and burnout to be also feeling like the new things I wanted to do were also draining my energy. Just not a good recipe. And it's really weird looking back, I don't know that I realized at the time that I was burnout. Looking back now, it seems very obvious to me because after August and September, my productivity and my ability to focus on my business and show up with energy, like totally tanked until the end of the year, really. And looking back, that's pretty obvious. But at the time, I could not see it. I knew that it was a tough month and I knew that things needed to change in my business, but I Did not realize that I was burned out at the time, and I think that's really common for business owners who are in busy seasons. You are so in it in the everyday that you oftentimes don't even realize that you're burned out until a month or two later, when you're able to look back and be like, "Oh, wow, that's what burnout is," (laughs) and I didn't even know it. And that's definitely where I was. And I think I turned the corner in December, luckily with the help of a really great friend, Erica Olaf, who asked to get coffee because I had shared at Empower Her, which is a local group for women entrepreneurs. Um, I had shared that I was feeling like photography wasn't what I wanted to do forever, which I had known for a while, but I had had the realization that I would need to quit photography sooner rather than later in order to make this a more sustainable business. And I didn't know what I wanted to do next. At the time, I had done a VIP day for business strategy with two different entrepreneurs. I had done some one-on-one coaching through Voxer. I had done a brand strategy. And I was trying to figure out what to do next. Is it marketing? Is it productivity? And Erica asked me to grab coffee with her to talk about strengths. She does strengths-based coaching. And I had taken the strengths assessment before and was pretty familiar with it. But I took it again. And Erica had me get all 34 themes. And we met for coffee. And we talked about what my strengths are. And you're going to laugh when I say this. I'm going to (laughs) laugh. I laugh just looking back on this because it's so obvious, but here are my top five strengths. My number one strength is discipline. I enjoy routine and structure, and my world is best described by the order I create. This is the definition based on Strengths report, so I'm just going to read these off. So number one is discipline. It's an executing strength. My second one is deliberative. I'm best described by the serious care I take in making decisions or choices, and I anticipate obstacles. Totally me. My third one is focus. I can take a direction, follow through, and make the connections necessary to stay on track. I prioritize, then I act. My fourth one is futuristic. I'm inspired by the future and what could be. I energize others with my vision for the future. And my fifth one is relator. I enjoy close relationships with others. I find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends to achieve a goal. All of these strengths in my mind lead me towards coaching and strategizing and creating systems for other entrepreneurs, which I really wanted to do, but felt like I couldn't at the time for whatever reasons. And meeting with Erica was kind of like the oh crap moment. I needed to affirm that it's okay to do something different and that it is more strategic for me to build a business that is based on my strengths and the things that come naturally to me and the things that I'm good at, that energize me, that light me up, than to build a business on things that drain me, things that make me anxious, things that take away from my time with my family and friends and make me less present in those moments because I'm stressed about work. Like, it seems so obvious looking back, but I needed to have that permission, I think, to go in a different direction. And I think I needed to be told that it's something that I was capable of doing. So that conversation struck a chord with me. And honestly, I was still feeling the burnout in December. So I was really looking forward to 2022, knew I wanted to take my business in a new direction, But didn't really know what i was going to do next and what i committed myself to in december was taking imperfect action to saying yes to more opportunities to showing up and talking about the things that lit me up to talking about productivity and systems and business strategy and marketing strategy and seeing what opportunities came up. And honestly, in 2022, I've been able to have a fully booked calendar just from having people who know, like, and trust me, reach out and trust me for the first time with these new services that I'm offering. So every project has looked a little bit different so far, but I've also this month had the clarity on how to package my services. And I'm super excited to be announcing them and launching new services over the next six months, one at a time. And I didn't say this, but although I knew that I wanted to quit photography back in September, I didn't officially make that decision to stop taking photography inquiries until this month. It's March 2022. So seven months later is when I finally had the courage to say no more photography. And part of that was because I realized that I could book out my calendar even if I hadn't officially pivoted my business in a different direction which felt good. But the second thing was that I realized the opportunity cost of spending more time on photography and photography clients when I could be spending that time building these other services and working with clients that light me up. And I knew that I was going to do that eventually, but it took a while for me to finally make that decision. And now that I have, I feel so free and so excited for what's going to come next in my business. And excited to free up that time and mental space to work on things that really excite me. I was also able to work with Mariah Danielson from episode three, Find Your Why with Mariah. We did a why discovery session and everything that we came up with, I didn't tell her all of this past history. I just went through her process because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't leading the conversation or the direction. But everything we talked about really aligned with what I wanted to create and really affirmed that my strengths and my passion and my purpose is creating order from chaos. And I do that in every aspect of my business, not just as a coach or a consultant, but also as a wife, as a friend, as a community member, as a leader. So I'm really excited to finally use my strengths and the things that light me up and the things that I'm naturally good at to serve others. And one thing I struggled with kind of relating to sunk cost mentality is this belief that being a photographer for two years was a waste of time. And it's really easy emotionally to feel like, why did I waste so much time going in a direction that wasn't going to be sustainable and and again, investing all those resources and my time and energy and building something that I'm not going to do anymore. But I really think that that time learning photography and being a brand photographer was not a waste of time. There is so much that I now understand about what it's like to be a creative business owner and to grow and scale a service-based business that I never would have understood if I would have just jumped right into systems coaching or strategy coaching from the very beginning. There is a huge difference between learning something intellectually and learning something experientially, and I knew after I got my MBA that I wanted to spend the time and put in the work to learn experientially what it what it took to grow and scale a service-based business, what it was like to struggle with the things that a lot of creative entrepreneurs struggle with. And in that time being a photographer, I feel like I learned experientially so much that's going to make me a more empathetic and understanding coach and mentor as I move in a different direction in my business. And even though as a business minimalist, I believe in having one signature offering, being known for one thing, serving one ideal client, I also believe that there's a lot of power in exploring different interests and understanding how the different interests you have can make you a better whatever you are. So as a photographer, my interest in interior design and in graphic design made me a better photographer. And even my interest in different types of photography starting out made me a better brand photographer. I think there's a lot that you can apply to whatever your signature service is. And exploring and learning different things that you're interested in is a really powerful way to differentiate yourself as the certain thing that you are. So my interest in interior design, for example, not only helped me with my composition and photography, it also helped me style brand photo shoots in a way that made sense and give better styling advice to my clients. And my interest in graphic design, honestly, a lot of the rules of design are the same no matter what type of design it is. So understanding those rules and how they apply in different areas of design made me a better photographer too. So if you're maybe in a similar place in your business where you feel like all of these strategists and marketing experts are telling you that you need to only do one thing and everything else is a waste of your time, know that that's not true. Yes, it's more strategic and it's easier for people to understand your messaging and for you to differentiate yourselves from others if you focus on selling one thing and being known for one thing. But no, that does not mean that all of your time and energy when it comes to personal development or skills development should only be in that one area because there's so much benefit to learning different skills and applying them to what you do to make it better, to differentiate yourself. I think the takeaway that I want to leave you with at the end of this episode and my major takeaway from my 10K month is that the only way to grow and scale a business is to base it on a sustainable model and a sustainable foundation. And that means having an aligned business, a business that utilizes your strengths, a business that's aligned with your purpose, a business that's aligned with your passions. And so if you're finding yourself in a similar situation where you're ha- you have you may have a very successful business. My business was very successful. I was becoming known for my one thing. I was fully booking my calendar. I was getting great testimonials. I was getting client referrals. And if I were to just look at the numbers, it would have made absolutely no sense for me to quit photography. But there's a dimension of business that is personal, and especially as a solopreneur. <laughs> it's just me. And so I need to feel fulfilled and lit up by my business in order to keep going on those hard days. It's impossible to build a business and sustainably grow and scale that business unless it's aligned to your passion and your purpose. And so I would just encourage you to do the deep work on understanding yourself, understanding your strengths, understanding what lights you up in order to ensure that your business is aligned and that it's a sustainable one. I hope you got something from this episode. Again, this is a very uncomfortable episode for me to record and share, but I do hope that some part of this resonated with you and if it did, I would love to hear about it or talk it through with you. So you can connect with me on Instagram at jadeboy.co and I would love to hear if something from this episode resonated with you or if there's anything you'd like to talk through. That's why I'm here. So thanks for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more Business Minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadevoid.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboy.co/coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.